Hello, everyone. This is Pastor Mark Stroud, and I thank you so much for joining me today for Kingdom Rock Radio. It's a brand new season of programming, so I pray that you're ready to dive into the rich Word of God. Here's a sample of today's broadcast. Some good dope dealers, but they've got in that situation, and nobody will talk to them because of what they're doing. But when they won't come to church, the church should go to them. Well, bless the wonderful name of Jesus, everybody. Hello, this is Pastor Mark A. Stroud, and I thank you once again for joining me for Kingdom Rock Radio. Well, the Lord Jesus Christ is faithful, and once again, he has a word for you. Today's message is entitled, They Call Me Levi, and I know that you will be exceedingly blessed as you hear this message. Once you've heard the message, make sure that you share it with a family member or friend. You can download it with the tabs that are below us on this page. Make sure that you go by the prayer page as well and log in your prayer request so that we can be praying with you. Remember that there is hope in Jesus Christ. And no matter what you're going through, no matter what you're facing, Jesus is the one that grants you a brand new life. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. Here comes the message entitled, They Call Me Levi, right here on Kingdom Rock Radio. We're going to just read a few verses together. Actually, we will read Luke 5, verse 27 through 31. Are you ready? And if, if possible, let us all stand for the reading of the word. If you're not physically able, then we understand we're going to be praying that God heal your body so that you can stand in the presence of the king. I believe that Jesus is honored. We honor him when we stand in his presence. So thank you so much for being compliant and, and helping me worship our God. Luke, the fifth chapter, verse 27 through verse 31. And it reads, And after these things he went forth and saw a publican named, anybody? Levi. Named Levi. Sitting at the receipt of custom. And he said unto him, Follow me. And he left all, rose up, and followed him. And Levi made him a great feast in his own house. And there was a great company of publicans and of others that sat down with them. But their scribes and Pharisees murmured against his disciples, saying, help me read that. Ready? Let's read. Why do ye eat and drink with publicans and sinners? Let's read verse 31 together. Ready? Let's read. And Jesus answering said unto them, They that are whole need not a physician, but they that are sick. Verse 32. I came not to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Let's pray. Father, we humbly seek your face today, and we ask that you would move by your spirit, for it is impossible for flesh 
to reveal what you are saying, except it be under the unction of your Holy Spirit. We ask you, Father, to speak to us. Give us that rhema word that we so desperately need and so desperately crave. Speak to us now. And we believe this all by faith that after we've all, after it's all said and done, yoke shall be broken, burdens shall be removed, captives shall be set free, lives shall be changed because of the anointing of your precious spirit. In Jesus' name, let every heart say amen. 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 Well, you may be seated. God bless you. Are you ready to go with me into the scripture today? Let me read that same scripture to you out of the New Living Translation. I like the way it reads it. We're going to go line by line and we're going to see a few things. And if you would just allow me today to to minister as the Lord has put it on my heart without any preconceived notions or time limits or anything else. If you would just allow me today the, the freedom to deliver the word of God as he has given it to me, I can assure you, you will receive what God has for you today. Amen. The word of the Lord says here in the book of Luke again, this is out of the New Living Translation, verse number 27. It says, later as Jesus left the town, he saw a tax collector named Levi sitting at his tax collector's booth. Other translations say that this is the tax collector's office or, or that uh, Levi was sitting here collecting taxes as people were going by. The tax collector was someone that the Jewish people didn't like. The tax collectors were, were Jewish citizens They were Jewish citizens uh, that had been chosen or that had been or that had volunteered to collect the taxes for Rome. So the Jewish people considered them outcasts. Uh, As a matter of fact, they they didn't even allow the tax collectors to hold positions in office. They couldn't judge matters. They couldn't be witnesses in the uh, courtroom. Uh, they were excused from their places in the synagogue. In other words, we can say that they were not even welcomed in the church house. So vile. They were thought to be so vile. Uh, that tax collector or publican was the same as saying sinner. Tax collector, publican, sinner. So vile. So reputed that even the priest wouldn't take a moment to talk to them. The people of God ostracized them and criticized them. And it was even the custom of that day. If you were a family member of a tax collector, of a publican, then you were even thought bad of because of your association with them. So how in the world could you be saved if you can't even go to church? Can't even get church folk to talk to you because everybody thinks of you as the scum of the earth. 
but still who you are. We're going to talk about this man called Levi today. Levi. And we'll speak from the subject of they call me Levi. They call me Levi. Now, if we look in the King James Version just for a moment, it says in verse 21, it says, and after these things, he went forth after these things. Jesus is coming. After what things? Well, the fifth chapter of the book of Luke uh, talks about uh, several miracles. One, we see the miracle of the Lord uh, cleansing the man that had leprosy. This man asked the Lord Jesus, if you will, you can cleanse me if, if you want to. I know I'm not really, as if he was saying, I know I'm not really worthy of this, but if you will, if, if you really want to, you can cleanse me. You can make me whole. Jesus said, I will be thou cleansed. And the man was instantly healed. Are you with me? We see several things. We also see the uh, the calling of Peter or Simon and his brothers as they've been out fishing all night long and have caught nothing. Uh, The next day they're up washing their nets and the Lord Jesus needed a pulpit. He needed a platform in which to preach to the people alongside the seashore. He asked them, uh, well, he climbed up in the boat and told them, well, uh, launch out a little bit so that I can preach. The Lord preached a powerful message. There was a powerful meeting that day. He took the boat back to the shore and then he told them, go out again, launch out again. Let your nets doubt for a draw to fish. They said, Lord, we've been, we've been fishing all night long and we have caught absolutely nothing. He said, nevertheless, nevertheless, Lord uh, Simon said, nevertheless, because of what you're saying, we'll go ahead and do this. So they go out, and as you know, the account goes, they go out and they catch a great multitude of fish, so much that their net began to break, and they call their partners, please come over here and help us with this catch of fish. Now then, both both boats uh, were at the point of sinking. They were so full of fish, they get back to the shore, and Simon falls at the feet of Jesus and says, go away from me, Lord, go away from me, for I am a sinful man, sinful man. You cannot, don't even look at me me but Jesus said fear not for from this point on you shall be made a fisher of men follow me follow me Peter thinks he's oh I'm just so defiled I'm such a sinner you cannot want me go away from me please I'm not sure if you've ever been in a place in your life where you've been so ashamed or or so ashamed about something or so embarrassed about something that you couldn't even look in people's faces. I, I, I can't even look at you. And if you can remember that or if you can associate that level of pain, then you can find out or see what Peter was talking about. Lord, go away from me, please. And you can also associate with what, what the leopard Leprous man felt, Lord, if you would, if you would, if if you really want to, you can, you can make me whole. You can cleanse me. As if to say, Lord, I know I'm not really worthy of this, but if you would just for a moment, just touch me. Jesus said, I will be thou made whole. And so the Bible picks up again here in verse number 27, and it says, and after these things, after this, after what things, the things, uh, these demonstrations of the mercy of Christ, 
demonstrations of the mercy and the grace of Christ. Because here were two other men that the priest wouldn't even touch. Simon openly admitted, I'm a sinner. In other words, I am not keeping the law. I am not blameless. The, the, the leprous man couldn't go to church because of what was on him. Because of something that he could not control. But see, the Lord Jesus Christ is the head of the church. And when they can't come to church, the church goes to them. I want, is anybody hearing that today? So he goes on and he extends mercy. And so we find here that after these things, in verse number 27, the Bible says that, back in the King James, that after these things he went forth and saw a publican. He saw a publican. Now the Amplified Bible picks this up brilliantly. I like the way it says it. It says he gazed at this publican. He gazed at this tax collector. He looked upon him. He stared at him. I'm not sure if you've ever been out somewhere and you, you've seen somebody, you, you think you know, you don't know. You kind of just look at him for a moment as if to say, I recognize you. The Lord gazed at him. Now, I want you to see this man called Levi. Because every week he sits at his booth. He sits at his desk. He's in a dead-end job. He's in a dead-end situation. He's a good man, but just in a bad situation. He doesn't know what to do. And in fact, the very name, his name, Levi, also implies his disposition. Levi, the name Levi means one who is indebted. Or it means a vow. He has something, in other words, he has something to do with his life. And that something has to do with God. He's crying out for God, but nobody will help him get to God. And so he sits at his desk. He's a good man. He wants to do things right. He wants to be right in the sight of God. But he's gotten himself into a fix that he cannot get out. And now even if he got out of this job position, people would still see him as what he was. Who can deliver this man called Levi? When even the preachers walking by won't even talk to him. They consider him as the scum of the earth, as the scum of the earth. They consider his wife and his children. Can you imagine his children on the playground with the other children kicking dirt into his children's face? Your dad is the scum. Your dad is a tax collector. Your dad is a publican. We don't want to play with you. Can you imagine his wife going up to get water? Your husband's a tax collector. He's this, he's that. We don't want anything to do with you. You go away from here because of the sin, the stench that's in your home that you can do nothing about. So who can save this man? Levi, he's a good man, but he's in a bad position. And there are a lot of people today, still today, good people, but in a bad position. There are some good prostitutes, but in a bad position. They didn't want to be prostitutes. There are some good crack addicts. There are some good dope dealers, but they've got in that situation and nobody will talk to them because of what they're doing. But when they won't come to church, the church should go to them. I want, is anybody hearing today? Good people, 
with good hearts that really want to do better, that really want to do right, but just don't know how. And how can they know except it be for the preacher? But oh, everybody's expecting on the pastor, you better wait, you better wake up, because when God says preacher, he's also talking about you. We are to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ to the generation. We are the body of Christ. Whether you have a title in front of your name or not, God has already preordained you to preach his message. I pray you're hearing today. I pray you're hearing today. They call me Levi. Day in and day out, he sits at his booth. He sits in his office. He, they don't know him personally. They don't choose to know him personally, his likes or his dislikes. They don't care to know about his problems. All they know is what he is involved in and they don't want anything to do with him. But does anybody care about the person? And so the Bible says here he the Lord saw him. Now, for the Lord to stop what he's doing. Now, there's a great crowd around him. You find this, uh, this in the, the, the account of, uh, I believe, Mark, the second chapter. You find the same account there. And you see a great number of people that are following, following the Lord. And as they did many times before, they're following the Lord. So a great number of people came with him. Now, Levi, the uh, scholars say that Levi probably knew who Jesus was. And I believe most assuredly he did because Jesus was working notable miracles all around town. The buzzword was Jesus, Jesus of Nazareth. You've got to see him. He's the preacher in town. And now here's this great crowd following him and they probably passed his booth, Levi's booth, a time or two. And so here's Levi. He's sitting at his booth. No one would talk to him. No one will affiliate themselves with him except for other people in his own condition. And we'll get to that in a minute. He sits there in his booth. And here comes Jesus, the real deal. Jesus, rabbi, priest, preacher coming by. Surely if these old egghead other Pharisees and Sadducees won't talk to me, surely he won't. If these other supposedly, supposed men of God won't talk to me, surely this man, this, I know this real one won't. But Jesus stops for a moment before he even says a word. He just stops and stares at him. Oh, the eyes of God. Just stares at you. You ever had someone in authority just to look at you when you know that you've been in the wrong? You kind of put your head down a minute. Lord, help me. Is he still looking? He stops for a moment. And he looks at him. I'm sure with eyes of compassion and mercy. And then he says something to him. While he's still sitting at his booth. He says to him. He said to him. Follow me. In other words, come and join me. Not come to my tent meeting. 
Not come to my church. He said, come. Hook up with me. Come. Be my disciple. Come. Be close to me. So you may not understand the significance of this. Men of God rejected and said, go far from me. But God said, come close to me. Come close to me. Follow me. Come with me. Well, the Bible says that at this point, Levi immediately got up. And he left his stuff behind. And followed after Jesus. Because now this is his opportunity. Now I can be right. Now the good that's inside of me is going to come out. And this man by the name of Jesus is calling me out. He is creating a change in my life. Now the very thing that he has longed for, he's wanted, he's wanted a change. But could not find a way to get it. And those that knew the way wouldn't even talk to him. Well, he sees his opportunity and he rises from that place because now he's leaving his identification as a publican, sinner, tax collector. Now he's being re-identified as a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And now as he comes in contact with Jesus, he's finding out that all things are passed away. Behold, all things are becoming new. And shortly, God's going to change his name from Levi to Matthew. Hallelujah. He'll change your name. He'll change your life. He'll change your name. He'll change your destiny. But they called him Levi. Levi, you know Levi, Levi, one of the sons of Jacob, Levi, Levi was used by God, ordained of God to create the Levitical priesthood. The priest came out of the lineage of Levi. He was Levi, a man by the name of Levi, sitting at the booth, the tax collector's booth, a vile position. He had a great name. A great name, a priestly name, stuck in a bad situation. But soon God would use him to become a gift. Matthew means the gift from God or the gift of God. Are you with me? Let's look a little bit further because there's more. Going back into the NIV, rather the New Living Translation. The Bible says uh, in verse 28, So Levi got up, left everything, and followed him. Later, Levi held a banquet in his home with Jesus as the guest of honor. Many of Levi's fellow tax collectors and other guests also ate with them. So when he began to follow Jesus, he wanted everybody to meet the same Jesus that he knew, which is also a mark of true salvation. When you really get saved, when you truly give your life to Jesus, you want everybody to know it. And you have a passion on the inside of you to invite others to meet this same Jesus too. 
Well, just ask the woman at the well. She'll tell you all about it. After she encountered Jesus, she went down to her own hometown and told the people, Come and meet a man who told me everything that I once knew. Once you meet Jesus, your life changes. And so what we have today is a lot of false conversions. We have a lot of people with forms of godliness, but there is no power. They can come to church. They can read a Bible, but they've never really admitted themselves as a sinner. They have never really confessed their faults before God. They've never really asked Jesus Christ to come in. Some are admitted they, they, they like the Christian lifestyle. They know that it is right, but they're not fully committed to it. And some of us will be surprised to see who will burn in hell forever. We'll be surprised to see it. Are you with me? One of the marks of salvation when you want others to come into the same relationship with Jesus Christ as you do. Are you with me? We're almost done, my Jesus. And so he called other people. Other tax collectors and guests also to eat with them. But the Pharisees and their teachers of religious law complained bitterly to Jesus. They didn't like that. They didn't like that Jesus, who was a member of the priesthood, who was a member of the preacher's club. They didn't like the fact that Jesus didn't act like they acted. And you'll find out that there are some wolves in sheep's clothing that won't like the fact that you go and talk to that man over there because of what he's done. That you get to share Jesus with him. You'll find that some will say you ought to stop doing that. You're going to mess up your reputation if you keep doing that. So the religious of that day didn't like what Jesus was doing. And they came and questioned him. Why is your master, why is Jesus eating with the Pharisees? Now, I love the way the, I love the way the, uh, the New Living Translation says it. He says, they say here, Jesus, Jesus' disciples, uh, rather, he says, why do you eat and drink with such scum? They bring it out there. Why do you eat and drink with such scum? Why is Jesus eating and drinking with such scum? Because they knew to eat with someone meant friendship. It was a show of friendship. This didn't make sense to the religious. Why would Jesus, a man of God, true man of God, sit and befriend such scum? Why would he sit and befriend them? Why won't he have dinner with us? I'm sure they're jealous. Why won't he sit with us? Why won't he stay in our clique? Why is he befriending such scum? Well, he lets them know the reason why. Going back in the King James Version. And he says in verse 31, and Jesus answered them, they that are whole need not a physician, but they that are sick. They that are whole. In other words, they that are righteous. You don't need me. But those that are unrighteous. He was not saying that they were righteous. Because the Bible clearly says that none are righteous. No, not one. 
There's none that do good. Are you with me? All have sinned and fall, fell short of the glory of God. He was not calling them righteous. But he was acknowledging their self-righteousness. In other words, they already had their own set of standards. And when they felt like they met their own set of standards of being right, they determined themselves to be righteous. They had their own set of standards and rules and conduct. And when they met these things, they declared themselves to be righteous. So they wore the robes of righteousness. They love when people call them rabbi, rabbi, father, father, priest, priest. They love to make long prayers. They love to, to sound the trumpet before them before they gave their offering. Because after all, they were so right. Yes, 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 yes. At their own set, they became self-righteous. Now we're almost done. I pray you with me. They're their own set. The Lord said, if you, in short, if you think that you are right in your living, your deeds and your actions, I can't help you. If you think that you have done everything that you are supposed to do, I didn't come for you. He said, those that are whole or those that are well don't need a doctor. But those that know that they are sick. Now, when you are sick, you know when you are sick. You know when you are sick. You walk around with it. You go to bed with it. You get up the next day with it. And people say, are you sick? You look like you sick. Your eyes are watery. You've got a temperature. You look sick. There's something wrong with you. You know you're sick. And the people around you know that you are sick. The Pharisees didn't know that they were sick. The Lord Jesus said they were like whitewashed sepulchers, clean and beautiful on the outside, but inside they were filled with dead men's bones. There was death on the inside. So you can't come to Jesus or you cannot receive from Jesus if you think that you are righteous. If you think that you're righteous, that is apart from Jesus Christ. Now, do people still become self-righteous today? Absolutely. Because there are, there are a heap of people that won't receive of the gospel of Jesus Christ, that won't come to church because they say that I'm all right just the way I am. They say, well, I don't hurt anybody. I don't fuss. I don't cuss. I don't do this. I don't do that. What are they saying? They have set up their own standards of righteousness. And as long as they met their own standards of righteousness, they think that they are right. Now, all these things have nothing to do with God, but it's just their own list. And the self-righteous shall not shall not inherit the kingdom of God. He said, I didn't come for those that were whole. I didn't come for the righteous, but I came to call sinners to repentance. The Lord was there with the sinners, calling them to repentance. They're at the meal. Now, let me tie this up and give you a word that the Lord gave me to give to you and that all those that would hear. Because we had to get here before I can give you something. He's sitting there eating with the publicans, the sinners. Those that were notoriously evil, notoriously wicked were also there at the meal. Upsetting the religious community very much so. What's happening here? What happened with Levi? What happened with the leper? What happened with Simon who became Peter? 
What happened with them? What happened in Levi's house as he called all the sinners around to talk to Jesus? What happened there? The Lord Jesus was giving them an opportunity to receive a change of life. To receive a new direction. He was giving them an opportunity to receive newness. Newness. And there is a generation of people that are out there and that are in here that are listening today. You're good people. You really want to do what is right before God. You really want God to say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. But they're in bad situations and they don't know how to get out of it. They don't know how to get out of it. Not only that, there are individuals on dead-end jobs. They're there. And they don't know how to get out of it. Some are in bad and very abusive relationships. Bad, good people, but in an awful relationship. Don't know how to get out of it. They are trapped. They are chained to their booth. They are chained to their office. They are chained. They want to break free. They want freedom. But they cannot find the way out. To them, to those that would hear the word of the Lord from heaven, the sound of heaven is, I have come down to deliver the Levi generation. I have come down to deliver the Levi generation. That's the word from heaven. I can't say anything else from that. God said, I have come down to deliver the Levi generation. What does that mean? That means that if you agree to follow after Jesus, that means that he is looking at you right now and offering you an opportunity to get up from where you are and trust in him. Levi, when he left his booth, he was also going to be leaving an income for his family. He was leaving everything behind that he had known. Jesus is saying, I'm looking at you. I'm staring at you right now. And if you would just trust in me and follow after me, I will change your life forever. He will change your life forever. But this is just not for the unsaved. This is for a lot of folk that are saved that are still sitting in the same situation. This is for people, the Lord was telling me, that have a vision of greatness, that have a vision before them. They know that they're destined for great things, but they can't find anybody or very few people to help them to reach that place. Just like the man sitting by the pool of Bethesda. He was another type of Levi. He knew what was in him. He knew what the answer was. He just couldn't find anybody to help him to get to the answer. He knew what was there. He knew the answer but could not find anyone. And so when Jesus came to him, looking upon him, asking him the question, do you want to be made whole? Do you want to be made well? All they could do is give him a, a script. I don't have anybody to help me. I didn't ask you that. The Lord said, I'm delivering the Levi generation. I'm delivering the Levi generation. 
Those that have declared even in their innermost beings in the past. Listen, those that have declared even even in their innermost beings in the past. Lord, if you're not going to bring this vision to pass, then just kill me now or take it out of me. Because it is torment and torture seeing a thing that I can't have. God said, I've come to deliver you to break the chains off of you that are connecting you to your booth. And I've come to take you to another place to activate you into ministry. He says, I want you to come close to me now. Come close to me now and let me take you on a journey of greatness. That's the word of heaven today. That's the word of heaven today. That's the word of heaven today. I don't have to be stuck anymore. I don't have to be stuck in a rut anymore. See, some of you may not understand what it means to go into a place and be frustrated every time you go. You may not know what it means to see greatness and there's nothing that you can do to get to the place where you have seen. You may not know what it means, like the woman with the issue of blood, to fight the crowd in front of you to get to the answer that you know is there. But too many people are holding you back. Jesus said, now I am, I am opening the way for you and you will come from your place and come to where I am and I will lead you by the hand and take you to your promised land. I pray you've heard the word of God today. We're done. We'll praise the wonderful name of Jesus. We pray that you are blessed by today's message and that you are richly encouraged. On behalf of Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center, we would like to invite you out to Sunday Morning Sunday School. It starts at 9 a.m. Sunday Morning Worship starts at 10. Come expecting a miracle. Wednesday night is dinner and Bible study. Dinner starts at 6.15 with Bible study starting at 7. All are welcome. Come out and enjoy the goodness of the Lord Jesus Christ under the anointing of his precious spirit. Kingdom Rock is located at 180 Hilton Road in Bremen, Georgia. Stop by and see us sometimes. To learn more about our ministry, give us a call at 770-537-1933. That number again, 770-537-1933. Or just log on to our website 24 hours a day at www kingdomrock.org that's kingdomrock.org we'll be glad to hear from you and if you'd like to partner with me to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ all around the world just let us know because partnership has its advantages until next time this has been Pastor Mark A. Stroud and I thank you once again for joining me for Kingdom Rock Radio tune in again for the rich word of the Lord always remember that Jesus Christ is Lord Choose Him as your Lord today. Only He can make a way. We'll see you this Sunday at 10 a.m. at 180 Helton Road in Bremen, Georgia.